live and local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. Welcome back, Sacramento, to the PM portion of your day. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. Two hours in the books. Two more to go. Someone call that halftime, Chris. Yep. Did you get some Gatorade? I didn't. I probably should have. Had some orange slices or something. Did you get a pep talk from a coach? No. Nate should have told me something. Yeah, I think think every day that we do it at noon, Mm -hmm. we, we deserve a halftime speech. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's go, fellas. Let's let's crush right. this. Maybe we From can me? make that like a From you. You're maybe. the coach, oh, dude, technically. I'm, I'm the la- I'm the coach. And this equation. Uh, why am I not getting I'm getting paid like an intern. <laughs> and I'm a coach? Well, we're not There's too much being expected of me. We're not going to go there, but in this scenario <laughs> I just did. In this scenario, you're the coach. I don't want then I'm out. Then I'm Bill Belichick and retiring. No, you're going to I'm out. You're going to just hand in the piece of paper like you did with the Jets? Oh, I'm out. God. That was the Jets, right? I'm going to McDonald's. Didn't he literally oh, just gosh. write on a uh, I quit yeah. or something What's on that? A, I, the, oh, I, I, you don't know the story. No, I never. There's heard a that. famous story. Bill mm-hmm. Belichick, before he became the coach of the Patriots, yeah. he was going to become the coach of the Jets, and I believe he literally notified everybody at like a press conference, all the media people uh-huh. were there, or whatever you know, the new. And I think just on like a sticky note, yeah. he wrote, uh, "I quit." <laughs> Is that the opposite of like Michael Jordan's "I'm back"? Pretty <laughs> like, much. That yeah, that was a fact. Like, I'm yeah, back. He's yeah. like, that's a great yeah, story I, too. I, I quit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I quit. I, uh, well, I quit. Uh, the Cowboys quit. <laughs> They quiet quit yesterday. Yesterday. And and what I want to ask you is this, okay? Uh, we can go over all the numbers and how great the Niners are and Kittle, three touchdowns. and But what I want to ask you is this. When, when the Cowboys, and specifically the leader of their team, Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. says that they didn't see this coming and that they went into this game fully prepared. Yeah. They, like he was confident in all of their game plans, all that stuff. Yeah. When you hear that, you're basically saying we have no chance against this team because you're telling us that you went into it yeah. feeling as good as that you could feel and you got dismantled. Right. That's exactly what I took from it is that, yeah, you guys it felt like if we were ever going to beat them, today feels like it's going to be our day. All the pre-week leading into it, you're, you're, you're making me mad at his press conference yep. when they brought up the – uh, you know the amount of times that they've knocked him out of the playoffs, and Jerry Jones saying it goes through the Niners. And yep. So you you were all cranked up, they ready even, to go. Yeah, they even got their loss out of the way to kind of refocus them. You know, there's not really an excuse of no, like know, any look sort of up, looking yeah. over them no, or nothing. any sort of like we were feeling ourselves no. too much. He said like, he even said. I got humbled. Yeah, I've already been in the humbled. Cardinals' loss, <laughs> yeah. but this is the most humbling game I've ever played in my entire life. Yes, Nick. I can play that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> let's hear it. So do it. I see it coming. As you said, put everything into this and uh, got punched in the mouth. Called a couple of weeks ago, humbling against Arizona. But this may be the most humbling game I've ever been a part of. Yeah, and I, again, if if that's your takeaway from it, then that's Man. just really not good. It's and not I mean, great. 42 to 10, it wasn't even competitive. No. Like, I talked no. about this. When we talked about the opening week, because mm-hmm. we've been doing shows for like a month now or whatever, opening week, I remember that Steelers game was over yep. at like 10, 17 a.m. Yes, California so. time. Yeah. This game was pretty much, I mean, a little bit of excitement was when the Cowboys got their yeah. touchdown. But, I mean, for the most part, 42 to 10. And it was like, it was just 
anything that they were throwing back at him, the Niners were just like, okay, we're good. We got this. We got yeah. that. Like, there was never any sort of, again, and I'm going to talk about this all year long as, you know, Emil tried to make it sound like big matchup in Cleveland. Good defense. Sorry. Uh, your Vikings, maybe in Minnesota. <laughs> no. I, I don't know. Maybe because yeah. like, it's an East Coast trip and they'll be on the road for a couple of games. Close, uh, the Bengals at home. Oh, we as we as we will get back to a week five recap. Yeah. Why does Joe Burrow all of a sudden look like he doesn't have a calf injury? I don't know. Just had to give it a month, I guess. <laughs> You're talking about the Niners traveling, though. You mentioned that briefly. Uh-huh. Uh, they usually stay on the East Coast and and have a place to practice over there, so they don't go to Cleveland, come home, and go back. I gotcha. think the idea is they're going to stick around yeah. in, in in the general area. Well, just maybe not being at home, it being a little bit sure. out of your comfort zone or whatever. Uh, the Bengals, they'll be playing at home at Jacksonville, who we talked about. This yeah. schedule isn't super easy. No. I just think that the Niners are so good yeah. that I don't I don't fear any of these yeah. games. Well, I mean, no at some point, they're not going to go undefeated, right? We're not talking about the Patriots with Moss. I mean, it, it really comes to that. It's really that, that sandwich of the Seahawks. It's the Seahawks sandwich, I guess, where it's the Seahawks in week 12, then you have the Eagles, Eagles in week 13, Seahawks. and then you have the Seahawks again. I mean... To me, if if they're undefeated heading into that stretch, I mm-hmm. think that there's a really good chance because you just you you hit it on the head there. These next opponents the Niners face, they're not easy games. Like it's it's you know the the I'm sorry the uh, what I just had it in front of me the Browns who you know their defense oh, look their legit. defense is in, is insane. But yeah. what's up with Watson? Is he even back? Is he going to we'll be playing see. in yeah. that game? No, we don't know. And uh, then the Vikings, Vikings are a roller coaster, terrible yep. defense. Awful. Defense. Then they have the bye week, which mm-hmm. is incredibly important. Just getting another Rest week up. healthier, resting yep. up, and then you also can reshift your focus as well. So they have two weeks to get ready for that Jacksonville game. Jacksonville, you 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 know, just picked up a big win over the Bills. Mm-hmm. The Bucks have been frisky this year. The Seahawks have been, been frisky as well. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not it's just not a you know. Do you almost none want of those them to lose? To, I realize helps. we're just we're I just mean, emptying out the you know the chamber yeah. at this point. Sure, but like, do you want them to? I was saying last week that I wanted this Cowboys game to be competitive. Yeah, for the Niners' sake. Yeah, like I almost want them to be. Because you can't just bu- – has anybody just blown out everybody? Did the Bears blow out everybody other than when the Dolphins spoiled their perfect season? Remember they had uh, Refrigerator Perry scored the touchdown oh, in the Super Bowl? I was for that. <laughs> I can't help you there. Well, I wasn't very much alive either. You got the 89-Niners 15-1. and one. That was the year – that was the – not the Marino. Was that Marino's rookie year? No. No, 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 no. no but that, that, that like was the Bengals round two, I think. Something like that, yeah. Um, no, I mean that team was great. You look at the seventeen and, or sixteen and zero Patriots, right, Patriots, but they lost. Yeah, in the I know Super Bowl. that. Yeah. I guess that that kind of backs up your argument of do you want to see them lose? Do you want to see them exactly. get vulnerable? I mean, and get you fixed? definitely want to lose if you have real Super Bowl aspirations. I think it's better to lose. I think that I that, think yeah. it helped the Bears, Chris, when they because I believe that that was their only loss. And it was significant because it was to Dan Marino. I believe it was on sure. Monday Night Football. Sure. And the Dolphins obviously are the only undefeated team ever. Yeah. And they lost to, but then they proceeded to do the Super Bowl shuffle right. and the dance and the videos and all that stuff or yeah. whatever. And uh, like I said, Refrigerator Perry scored a touchdown and Sweetness did not. That was, uh, mm-hmm. that got a lot of backlash or whatever. I thought it was kind of overblown. My point is, though, you don't want to just be, like, I don't think you want to be undefeated. No, it sounds crazy, not. but I no. feel like you don't. No, I don't think you need it to have crazy something where you can look in the mirror and go, "What can I do better?" Well, I don't even think it's that. I think it's more of the sense of you don't want that 
hanging over you because it almost becomes a bigger burden than anything. Than Teams talk about the it all actual the time. game, yeah. Yeah, it's just you're not even really playing to win. It's playing not to lose, and mm-hmm. it's all everyone wants to talk about. And then, you know, especially if you make the Super Bowl, it's the entire meet two weeks leading up. It's yeah. just what would it mean to be undefeated? Have mm-hmm. you guys thought about all this stuff? And it's it ends up becoming a bigger distraction than it is uh, helpful. But, yeah, I think the Niners should want to. They shouldn't want to lose, but I think it'd be in their best interest to lose a game that's not that Week 13 game against the Eagles. I think it's better for them to kind of have a slippage. Mm -hmm. Again, you can then point to it. I'm sure, you know, coaches would even say that they they don't hate having uh, those head scratching losses because it's a teaching moment. You know, it's a moment where you can show your team, hey. We're not invincible. We shouldn't be feeling like we're we're uh, you know we're or a team we need that to do be this better, down. especially because when it gets to the playoffs and like you covering the Kings as closely as you have over the right. past few years. One of my favorite things about what we will not be talking about is the playoff drought. Right, like that thing's in the past now. Now yeah. we're talking about how are we going to get better? How are we going to improve? Right. And I think that's almost what a loss can sort of be because right. otherwise you just think that your stuff doesn't stink or whatever. And I I don't put that on any of these players or any part of the coaching staff. They seem to be, obviously, as you've seen on the field, very prepared for every game. But, yeah, like, to your point – when when the competition's going to get a lot stiffer in the playoffs, you want to be prepared for that. So you don't want to kind of just cakewalk through the entire season because right. then you no. might not be prepped for the actual playoffs. Well, absolutely, and I think it's always good. Like, it, it, yes, it's scary to go through close games, and that's why I haven't really minded what the Eagles have done so far because I do think it's a skill to be able to play and and come through, not and play win great close and games. still win. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think that it's necessary necessarily a, a huge positive to just blow everyone out because then when you are in a close game, especially as those you know bigger games tend to be, it's not new waters, and you know you're not you're not feeling extra anxious or anything like that because you don't know how your team's going to respond. I think it's it's good to be put through the fire at least a little bit so that you at least know what to what to expect, who you can turn to and you know how to how to overcome those moments. I think it's really really big for teams and you know the the Niners will probably get some of that at some point soon. I think the competition is good enough to where on one week they're going to have a, a slow week and someone's going to catch them off guard and it's just going to be about how they perform, but I do think in the in the grand scheme of things we've talked about it the goal is to win a Super Bowl, and so I do think to go back to being undefeated throughout this year, I think it might be good for them to lose that game because then the goal isn't let's go undefeated and mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl when in actuality the only goal should just be win the Super Bowl. It doesn't really matter how you get there. It's about actually pulling through and doing it, and that's that's what the Niners should be focused on first and foremost. Yeah, for sure, and these numbers, I mean, 30-7. to seven. 30 to 23, 30, 30 to 12, every week. 35 to 16, 42 to 10. And it's like, if their offense is going to score like this, yeah. their defense, I would argue, is their their strong right. suit. But at this point, I don't even know which yeah. of the two is better. I think it would be really fun is if the NFL started doing what college football does and just start ranking your teams. Just like, you know, I, I think it would be just a lot funner way of having a conversation. It's just like, you know how there's the best team in the, you know, mm-hmm. Alabama's number, like yeah, how yeah. long would the 49ers be the number one ranked team and how, you know, would we look at them almost differently because it's like, oh, here, the Niners have been the number one team in football for, yeah. you know, 17 weeks. And, you know, mm-hmm. just, just does it, do you, do they 
are they viewed differently almost in that light? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just uh, at this point, if you're a Niners fan, you got to be feeling really good about yourself and your team. Uh, we'll talk more about that, who they could potentially even be in fear of. I think most of it is outside of their conference, but we'll get into that. We'll do more of a week five recap. Plus, the Kings played a game yesterday. Is there anything we can take from it? I only saw one thing that I cared about, and I'll tell you what that is. How's that for a tease? Chris one. Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Welcome back, Sacramento. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Check us out on YouTube. We are live streaming. Just search Sacktown Sports. Follow me on Twitter, won't you? I'm thirsty for those followers. That's Zach Sports, Z-A-K Sports. He's at Chris M. Watkins. Nate, what's your Twitter handle? Are you a Twitter guy? I'm not. I'm Instagram only. Oh, okay. Uh, We're not throwing out Instagram, man. That's too far. No, yeah. Got a YouTube channel, too. Chris has seen some of my art. Well, just Focus. make sure you check out his show Fools. every Tuesday Focus. from 6 to 7. When Thank he you. shows up. Sometimes he's on video. Yeah. Sometimes. Hey, you know, Sometimes he's in I'm person. Doing Nate's a busy it, man. I thought about doing video. I was going to call and say, well, I just did video today. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of driving an hour and a half up here. It's happened. You know, we, we've done a couple of remote shows. Yeah. It's before, not so. the same, though. Yeah. You need to no, have the interpersonal. No, it's you know definitely I mean? not it's, even close. And you can tell. You can yeah. definitely tell. It's, it's, you know, I wouldn't do it if I didn't have to. Bottom of the hour. Chris teased me now. We don't know for sure, so I'm not promising this. Yep. But there might be more audio from our guy, our 25th, Oof. Brock Purdy's 25th overall guy. But we do have some sound. And this, to me, Chris, this is the same thing as ranking him 25th. Okay. This is, and I respect the hell out of this guy's opinion. I okay. think his analysis of football is up there with anybody else okay. in terms of what I respect when I watch and I try to study and I try to learn or mm-hmm. whatever. I can't say his name, so you can help me out. Okay. First name's Dan. Dan. Last name is? Orlovsky. Yeah, see, that's hard for me to say. Orlovsky. You know I got words like that. Yes. Mr. Stepped out of the back of the end zone. Right. He wasn't great on the field, yes. but off the field in terms of uh, his analysis. He was definitely not great on the field. No, no. I, How do you I, guys feel about that when you get guys like him and J.T. O'Sullivan doing these yeah. breakdowns? Mm-hmm. Don't you have a little bias in you when you when you see guys yeah. that you know weren't good on on the NFL field? I almost <laughs> go the other way, Nate. To answer your okay. question, I almost like I almost listen to them more because they stunk because they tried to they probably had to try harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A guy like Joe Montana, he's probably he's not in the weeds of the film and all sure. that stuff. Like those guys needed to grind out every sure. advantage that they could get. I'm like more mm-hmm. of a But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I try and just keep it analysis based. Like I I don't really have some prejudice to to for yeah. the most part, but most of the time, it's like, okay, what's your content like? Yeah. Like, what do you actually say? Well, like, like, Emmitt Smith was, like, the greatest running back ever, right? right? He has the most rushing yards. He was awful. Terrible. It's true. Right. Yeah. Magic Johnson's terrible. Yeah. Oh, all his but tweets like, are so cringe. My thing is, like, Kendrick Perkins was bad at basketball, mm-hmm. and also, I don't think yeah. you should listen to what he has to say about basketball either. Like, yeah. I, I think it's, you know, Dan or or, or the, the J.T. O'Sullivan point is, is a great one because – yeah, I'm JT O'Sullivan, terrible at football. And on a yeah. on a surface level, it's easy to say, oh, you sucked at football. Why am I going to listen to you? But 
you know, those guys still reached a professional level. And just because yeah. you weren't able to succeed at the playing at the pro level doesn't, doesn't mean that you can't mean analyze your it. mind yeah. doesn't work at the yeah. pro level. And at least you have a better, you know, Dan, or JT O'Sullivan or Dan Orlovsky have a lot better idea of what's going on on the field mm-hmm. because they've been in at least meetings and, yeah. and locker rooms where these things are being discussed, where yeah. you and I are just going off of essentially what we've heard through the years. Of and seeing, yeah, about. yeah, for sure. Well, this is why this is puzzling because I respect this guy's opinion, but I think that this is complete blasphemy. Yes. Mr. Orlovsky. They, they had to run with Brady. When they let him go, I told you they would never win if again. Mac they, they're Jones, not going to. If Mac Jones was in San Francisco, he would be playing like Brock Brady. I actually agree. Oh, God, I, no. Yes, dude. No, there's no chance. I'm there's actually, no, he'd, he'd be better than he is, but if you think he's going to play like Brock Purdy, Rex. you haven't paid attention to Brock Purdy. Rex. That is a slap in his face. No, it's he's not. not just a, he's not just a system did quarterback. We, did we pay that guy's attention? playing like Joe Montana, not not Joe Montana, did- like this guy's playing. <laughs> stop, Dano, stop. Did we pay attention to Mac Jones' rookie year? So that never yes. happened? No, I did. And I even called him a pea shooter then. He did. It, it, no shooter. quarterback is going to be successful in New England. I agree with that part. No quarterback this Absolutely. Year. Absolutely right. That was Rex Ryan, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no, with. I know. Yeah. And he said yeah. exactly how Rex. I felt yeah. just seeing the quote. But, yeah, yeah I mean, the, I think Brock Purdy's going to face this forever. Yeah. And it's something he just can't control. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, until he wins a Super Bowl, I think. I think that yeah. I think that really silences a lot of people. But don't you think there's still going to be people that are going to push yeah. back and go, he, you know, because, okay, I famously think of Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson sure. as the two worst quarterbacks to ever sure. win the Super Bowl. You could throw um, Joe Namath in there if you sure. want. But I feel like he'll be – there's just nothing he can do. But the thing is – Like, I talk guys, about this, like, about my voice a lot, like right? Joe Flacco, people think I'm yelling and I'm not yelling. This is just my voice. I can't control my sure. voice. He can't control that he doesn't look like Josh Allen. But the problem is, and the difference between Brock Purdy and the guys you just listed, is those guys have all been established. Like, those are established mm-hmm. NFL players that we already knew what they were, and then they were on these teams that were blessed enough to win a Super Bowl in spite of them. Brock Purdy's still a rookie. Like, he still hasn't played 17 full games. (laughs) You can't say after he wins one in his first full season as a quarterback, okay, that's the peak. Like, if he then wins two or three by the end of his career, how many, like, at what, like, you know, at what point is it? The fact that yeah. this guy is still and to your he's point, had more success than anyone else at the, at, the, at the stage that he is. And to your point, and certainly not to compare Brock to Tom Brady, but I'm sure early on when Brady Those replaced Bledsoe, I'm happening. sure, yeah, well, I mean, just look at his combine yeah. video where he looks like he's out of shape or whatever. Right. I'm sure he probably had a lot of, and then yeah. a lot of those questions got answered right. when he won seven Super Bowls. I still cannot believe he won right. seven. Seven, sense. man. Because I was all I was Mister. I uh, yeah. one of your um one of your promos yeah. when it was uh, Whitey and Watkins was Whitey talking about you know Montana. Montana. Yes, because I I tried to hold on to that as long as possible. Sure, but I I can't do it. It's undeniable. Seven. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could say the defense and the coaching and the kicking and you right. know all sorts of whatever, but I mean yeah, seven is just like a trump card. Right. 
Well, and, I think the goalpost, what we've seen with Brock Purdy, is the goalpost keeps moving. It's like, no, this guy's not a You think he's getting more and more respect? I d- absolutely. I okay. definitely think he's getting more and more respect. And I think. Uh, but you're hearing stuff like this where they're saying Mac Jones would be playing like Brock Purdy. If, that's just ridiculous. I mean, well, I mean, that to me is where you're. It's going to get filtered out eventually. But yeah. this stuff is going to right. keep happening. Yeah, but. Super Bowl, more years of, yeah. of, of doing this, right. then, then it'll evolve. Right. I just think right now what we're dealing with is a physical thing. Literally, yes. just oh, he doesn't look like Josh Allen. Yeah. He doesn't look like even Joe Burrow. Right. Even though is Joe Burrow even that much bigger and taller than Brock Purdy? No clue. But I feel like we hold Joe Burrow to that like uh, well, superstar he, quarterback. He looks like a quarterback. You know, like yes. he looks like a jock bro quarterback yeah. guy. The cigar image yeah. won the championship. LSU. So cool. Brock Purdy yeah. is like a you know he's like six feet tall. He's got a yeah. roommate. He's yeah. got an offensive lineman roommate. Yeah. 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 He's not even he making a million him, dollars a year. <laughs> Did we identify the offense? He talked about how he, uh, he's he got a roommate. Is it you? <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, football was not my sport. That'd be tight. I'd love to bunk up. Yeah, with, uh, yeah if you're listening, Brock. <laughs> he's uh, got a room for you. Yeah, apparently. for sure. Come stay He'll in room. move the shoes me, around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he doesn't have to pay any rent. Who's the landlord who's making Brock Purdy pay rent also? Like, I know he's obviously got the money to pay for it, but it's like yeah, that'd be pretty cool if you were la- and you and you were yeah. cashing his well, rent check. Yeah. I got some breaking news for you guys. Landlords oh. are kind of conniving, so uh, <laughs> a little bit. They'll, can, they'll do whatever they uh, they want. That's <laughs> a great point. He's probably a Seahawks fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the sure. Pipes be bursting every weekend. A hundred percent. All right. Well, coming up next, let's go back to week five as we have barely got into it. I think two teams are the same teams. One's in Georgia, one's in Texas. To me, they're interchangeable. You have more respect for one of those teams oh. than I do. They played a very close game. It was uh-huh. only separated by two points. Plus, on my pesky meter, we're going to create... We're going to create tiers. Yeah, the pescometer. Yeah, my pescometer. Uh, the Lions are in there, and boy, did they have a convincing win over what might be the worst team in the league. And sh- would they be going after a quarterback just one year removed from drafting a quarterback mm. number one overall? We'll do all that stuff. Week five in the NFL. Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Yes, indeed. Be heard. Be read. Call or text 916-339-1140. He's Chris Watkins. I'm Zachariah. Check us out on YouTube. We are live streaming. All that good stuff coming up at 1245. We all plead the fifth. Fun in the 40s. Now, I called this out last week even after a win. Now, you could only imagine what I'm going to do after a loss. How's that for a tease? It's a joke. whole thing is a joke going on over there. And it should be talked about way. I mean, I think now it's kind of getting overly talked about. But anyways, in case you're wondering, I'm talking about Sean Payton and and the Broncos and the whole Nathaniel Hackett thing and the fact that he got the game ball last week. Anyways, we'll do that fun in the 40s. But right now, if I tell you, Chris, that I walked away from week five and I said to you that the biggest threat right now Uh in either division or either conference is the Miami Dolphins to the Niners. And I think it for similar reasons. And I understand your trepidation of them being able to do it when the weather changes. Mm -hmm. But I basically see the Dolphins as the Niners East. 
I mean, not I just because not just because of McDaniel being yeah. the protege of Kyle Shanahan. I just the stuff that they're doing, the schemes that they're running, mm-hmm. the way that they seem to be head and shoulders above the teams that they play, despite the big time loss to the Bills, where I think the Bills just stepped up, they were at home, Buffalo goes crazy, blah 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 blah. Because that wasn't a weather thing. The weather was fine. But I just, you don't see, I mean, I think the Niners' defense is way better than the Dolphins. But in terms of offensively, I could make the argument that the Dolphins' offense is better. No? I think there's, uh, I I wouldn't say it. I mean, I, I just think the Dolphins' big thing has just been their explosiveness. And it's been exciting. It's It produces a ton of points, especially on teams that just, don't have the athleticism athleticism defensively to keep up with them, but I just need to see it. I, this It's one of those situations where I just need to see them win in a different way. I need to see them kind of grind out a, a game. It feels like they're winning a lot of track meets. It feels like they're winning a lot of games of tag, mm-hmm. but to me, they haven't, and maybe this is a little too talking head, but they haven't really won a football game yet, if that makes sense. Like, they haven't had to... You know, I guess you could maybe argue Week One against the Chargers was a was a back that and was, forth yeah, shootout. That was pretty close. That yeah. was that was a game where they had to make plays and they had to be timely plays. But it feels like for the most part, if you need to, like, can can the Dolphins have a, a ten play seventy five yard drive, mm-hmm. or is that just not in their blood? Is are they only? Hey, we need we just our thing is explosive plays, and if yeah. we don't get that explosive play, to me, their offense just feels a little bit too reliant on on just these big massive plays and yeah it's just a, it's a dangerous way to live i'm not saying they can't do it i i think their their speed is legitimate le- legitimate enough to feel like you can bank on that week after week but mm-hmm. for the most part when you're talking about going against a team as as sound as the 49ers i i just don't see it and you know maybe it'll be good enough to run through the afc but when, when you're talking about if they're going to truly be a, a matchup for the Niners, I still see that like a Cowboys situation where, you know, they 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 look good against everyone else, but when they're against some of the best teams in the NFL, I just don't see it. I don't think it would be as lopsided as the Cowboys game was. And I'm certainly not saying that I think the Dolphins are better than the Niners. I just think that they're probably the team that they're going to see. And again, they've got to get to a much more difficult gauntlet, in my opinion, in the AFC than the Niners do in the NFC. But yeah, I just see them. I don't know. The, I, it it feels like when I watch the Dolphins and I watch the Niners in a similar vein, and again, I think what separates these two teams is that the Niners' defense is much better than the Dolphins, mm-hmm. which is why I would have the Niners as a favorite if they played in the Super Bowl. Right. But in terms of next level, like they're doing stuff that nobody else is doing, I think that there's a lot of similarities between what McDaniel's doing and what yeah, Shanahan sure. has. And I would even argue that the weapons – for the Dolphins are better. Like I would take Hill sure. and Waddle over Ayuk and Debo. Sure, yeah, I I think so. Um, I I think that you would take them above them, but I I don't think it's like a major, like a major major gap. And no, it, I mean obviously what Tyreek Hill is able to provide and Jalen Waddle as well is is really exceptional. But mm-hmm. it's hard to not, it's I mean it's it's tough to have that conversation and not take away from either of those sides and neither of those sides deserve to have anything taken away. So I, I would say that it's close, but I hear you on, on giving the advantage to the dolphins, but you could also say Christian McCaffrey is just head and shoulders a bet above better than most. Maybe not. Maybe I call not him a chain. You call like, him a chin. It, it's, 
like production is one yeah. thing, but if you're talking about no, skills no, of the no, player, no, no. I'm kidding. It's I'm almost kidding. a completely different thing. For sure. Well, one game that was not close, Chris, was the Saints Patriots game. And yes. I am here for all the tears, all the way from New England, Massachusetts. 34 to nothing. Yeah. At home. Yeah. In Chris, I, I would Bill argue. Belichick's back to back has had, and back to back weeks has had his biggest loss as the Patriots head coach. I would argue that that's the most jarring score, even though I didn't really think much of the Patriots yeah. going into the season. Yep. Certainly not last year when they had defensive coordinators as their offensive coordinators and right. all that stuff. And Mac Jones has been prickly, it seems like, with Bill Belichick, which to me would make him the perfect quarterback for Bill Belichick. But that score pops out. 34 to nothing. Definitely okay, does. you tell me that's in New Orleans. You know, maybe the players sure. partied. Down in the bayou yep. or whatever, and but like in Foxborough, thirty-four to nothing, Chris. Yeah. After what happened last week to him, yeah. I believe also in was that also in Foxborough last I week? Think I believe so. Yeah. The that that Cowboys game, and I mean, how, how much worse do you, do the Patriots look after the Cowboys get beat the way they do? I mean, you know, this is now back-to-back weeks of just absolutely no showing from from the Patriots. It was and, at Dallas, but yeah, it was okay, th- it was gotcha. 38 to 3. Right. And then, and then it was 34 nothing. Blow. Quick math, 60 72 to 3 over the past two games. Not great. No. That's not great for no. a guy who's supposed to be the and you know, I'm not trying to make any statements here, but a guy who's supposed to be the the best football coach in in, yeah. in the history of the sport. Uh it's it's definitely a sign cuz it's the Saints. Like we're not talking about the Dolphins. We're not talking about no. the Niners. We're not talking no. about the Eagles. And the Saints are talented, but like Derek Carr has been shown okay. to be inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah, but to to get absolutely boat raced by a team like the Saints, and they're three and two. To me, this is a sign that this Patriots season is just going to be an absolute roller coaster. It's going to be a mess, and it already seems like it started to unravel. With you know, is Mac Jones going to even be the quarterback next week? I think we're we're past the point of. I think Mac Jones has lost his job. I especially moving really? forward. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be the Patriots quarterback next year huh. after the performances that he's put together. I think the people of New England are tired of him. I think Bill Belichick is is seen enough. And it, it regardless of what Dan Orlovsky says, I don't think that this is a, a change of a situation away yeah, yeah. from from being fixed. It feels like they they need wholesale change and it might actually be time for the Patriots to to really lean into a rebuild and and build this thing, uh, try and build this thing up again from the ground up. Help me with this game. How in God's name, and I think this is why Tomlin has never had a record below 500. How did the Steelers win that game? And that to me, because I would have had, I would have thought of the Ravens as one of the teams potentially that if I'm the Niners, I would be worried about coming out of the AFC. They're done to me now. That loss was awful. And I mean, hats off to the Steelers. They have a great defense. Tomlin's a great defensive. But they had no business winning that game. And they pull off the win against the Ravens. The Ravens have got to be pulling their hair out right now. This is not great for my guy Lamar Jackson. Yesterday was was a real case for everyone who was saying, why are you going to pay Lamar Jackson the amount of money he's Tons of drops, though, Chris. It was Did not you great. See how yes. many drops? No, he had two or three. One in the end zone by Rashad Bateman was terrible. Zay Flowers dropped a really, really easy right in the bread basket. Play. This, this wasn't like tough catch. No, for sure. This was you need to catch that. To me, this is just a it's a failure by the Ravens in general too. I I I haven't watched a ton of the Ravens this year, but mm-hmm. watching them a lot yesterday actually. I don't understand why they play Lamar Jackson the way they do. It feels like they're really trying to turn him into a traditional quarterback, and that's just 
that's taking away everything that makes him so dynamic and such a, a, a unique player. It feels mm-hmm. like, you know, if you were to put Lamar Jackson in a Shanahan or in a McVay or in a McDaniel system, it feels like he would be the greatest weapon in sports and, and how he's utilized in, in, in Baltimore just doesn't, it doesn't feel right to me. And it doesn't feel like in any week you should put up 10 points. Lamar Jackson's your quarterback, regardless of they, they were really, really bad drops, but I just, I couldn't believe it because that Steelers team was terrible offensively. Kenny Pickett They're couldn't get so bad. anything going. Did you see and the they meme, get one by the long way? Touchdown, and that's it. Did you see the and meme? And they're asking to fire their their fans are literally cheering. Did you see the picture Canada. of them? No, I didn't. I saw the there was a video of the game winning touchdown. He like was stone faced. Exactly, and you Pickett know what the, off of his ball. And you know what the conspiracy theory is? That he's upset he didn't get the shine. That no, no, that Pickett changed the play call. Yeah, he did. So no, despite it being successful, yeah. he was mad because yes. it wasn't the play that he had called. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That by itself should be why he does no, no longer the just offensive fine. coordinator. I'll just put it like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You said terrible. it better than me. All Absolutely. right, coming up next, time to plead the fifth. Fun in the 40s. I'm going to call out names specifically. Careful what Uh-oh. you say. In the name or in the words of uh, Herm Edwards. Yep. Careful before you hit send. Now, this was just talking, but careful what you say, careful what you do. It might come back at you. He's Chris Watkins. I'm Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Live and local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. Yes, sir. It is Sacktown Sports coming up, top of the hour, the 1 p.m. portion of your day. Why? It's even worse than what you think, Dallas Cowboy fans. Now, we talked about how they're America's team. By the way, he's Chris Watkins. I'm Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. Talked about how they're America's team, so I'm assuming some people driving around like the Cowboys. Oh, for sure. Well, I'm I'm going to dump down even more. Yeah. I'm going to take your pain and your loss and your tears. Okay. And then I'm going to make it worse. Oh, that's awesome. Now, I'd feel bad if I was in Dallas. If I was in Dallas, I'd probably be doing something to make you feel better. Right. But since most of our people are Niners fans. Oof, I just realized, tough week for Texas football. Lost to Oklahoma and then Dallas game last night. Oh, did they lose? I totally missed Saturday. Yeah, Saturday was my birthday. Rivalry. Riverboat? I can never say that. Red River rivalry. Red River rivalry. Yeah, Why is the river red? Hopefully not Can't from blood, that. right? I probably okay. it's Texas versus Oklahoma it can't be Texans too. Go yeah. down. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting Texans went down too. Yeah, yeah. ugh, all else, all else. But we have to do this fun in the forties, and I'm gonna be doing. Man, I'm, I'm a lot of negativity out of me today because I'm about to rip into Denver Uh-oh. Broncos football. Uh-oh. Now I found it to be an absolute joke last week when they gave the game ball. To Sean Payton. Yeah. Because. This is his first win as a coach. I get it. But, like, you're trying to make it seem like things are better. It is a disaster it's in Denver. Great. And I don't know great. what they're going to do. Because they just paid. You know how sometimes you don't even know how much coaches make? I don't even know what Sean Payton makes. But I'm guessing he got, oh, like. I'm sure we can find out. I don't think. I think that, you know, like, we don't know what Bill Belichick makes. Oh, I'm sure we can find out what Sean Payton makes. No, There's, like, some coaches where you don't know. Anyways, they got. $18 million a year. There you go. I was going to say <laughs> north of 15. Oh, boy. There you go. 
But I, like, can you find Bill Belichick? I'm pretty sure that that's undisclosed. I don't what he know. makes. Anyways, they they eke out a game against the Says Bears 20. last week. 20 for Bill? 20 for okay, Bill. Okay, fair enough. So you can find out. Okay. Bill I for swore Bill. those were all secrets. Anyways, um, the magic that Google will do. But they eke out that game. Sean Payton gets the game ball. And then yesterday, a very, very embarrassing loss if you're Sean Payton. Now, if you remember in the offseason. I tried to forget. He said that Nathaniel Hackett Mm -hmm. had the most embarrassing Mm -hmm. coaching performance in the history History. of the NFL. The entire history. Why he was talking that flippantly, I couldn't (laughs) tell you. But when that guy then lands the offensive coordinator job with the New York football Jets. Mm -hmm. The offseason team. Yeah, and then they come in and they beat you at your place by double digits. You know you're going to hear about it. And you could tell, I don't know, again, you know how much I hate when I feel like people are playing with more energy because I feel like you should just always play with (laughs) the best energy. But they certainly, I think, overachieved with Zach Wilson and co, who lost to the Patriots that we've been slamming. Mm -hmm. And they go in and they beat Sean Payton in Denver. And I don't know what they're going to do, Chris, but – because I don't know the the exact salary cap ramifications of moving on from Russell Wilson. He gone. But it certainly seems like that, right? He's gone. There is no way that they bring back Russell Wilson after this year. I don't know how they're going to do it financially, like you said. Because they gave him a big bag. A ton. Yeah. A way, way, way too much money. But mm-hmm. there's no way that they can come back next year with both Sean Payton and Russell Wilson back at the helm. And I think – for the most part, I, I wouldn't be concerned about Sean Payton's standing because, I mean, we just listed. He's getting paid $18 million. Mm-hmm. He kind, I'd assume that the Denver front office knew that this was going to be a long process. He yep. wasn't going to flip this around in one year, no matter what they hoped. Yep. Um, there's, it's just, it's... <laughs> It's a rough week. I mean, after after he made those statements, you knew this was going to be a calendar-circled game for the Jets. And then when Aaron Rodgers goes down, all the steam is taken out from the media perspective. But clearly, I mean, the Jets came out with the mission. And how bad is it that they didn't even beat, you know, that that the Broncos get beat with Zach? It's a Wilson versus Wilson matchup. He didn't even and throw somehow for 200 Zach, yards. Neither yeah. of them did. Neither of them did. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, the Jets still come out on top. I mean, that's that's a big that's how you can tell that the the Jets really really wanted that one and they I was surprised because it just from from hard knocks it just didn't seem like Nathaniel Hackett really had like he was a, yeah, a super cool guy that everyone would relate and I'm with. super critical of yeah. locker room speeches you know I've done that before yes. with your guy uh in Houston and yeah his stuff rang so either whatever you want to call it cringe right. or corny or yeah I'm with you. But no, they played for him. They played their yeah. tails off for him. And yeah, I mean, I and you could see visibly Peyton yelling at Wilson for specific yes. plays late in that game because that was, I mean, semi-winnable. They were up yeah. 13 oh, to 8. Sure. It was like a baseball score to begin with. But yeah, I mean, you can tell he's frustrated with the decisions that Wilson are making. And I yeah. think, you know, here's the thing about Peyton going into this. And I think what happened last year is they said, okay, we signed Wilson. We brought in Hackett, right? And then they had a horrible year. And they were like, okay, we're better off moving away from the coach and sticking with Wilson. Yep. Then they thought bringing in Peyton in would change everything. But the thing about Peyton, Chris, is that he has made his career off of coaching Drew Brees. Yes. Who is very much 
under center, not the tallest guy, yeah. whatever. Boom, and and Wilson made his living, you know, with the Legion of Boom and whatnot, right. kind of doing his thing. Let Russ cook, hashtag whatever. But I could kind of see that marriage not going well, and now it's unfolding, and they're one and four and zero oh and three at home. More importantly, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this thing was never again. It wasn't a, a scheme problem or anything like that. The problem was Russell Wilson was was wanting to cook, but you know when he was cooking, it it wasn't. It just wasn't it. I mean, he he's just not that guy anymore. He doesn't have the the. He never really was was an explosive play kind of guy, and uh, I think that that's just kind of what we're seeing now. Is he doesn't really have the the talent around him to you know Russell Wilson. Frankly, you could argue was an elevated game manager at one at some points for that for those Seahawks teams. And yeah, you mentioned the defense and the running game that he was able to rely on in Seattle. He does not have that in Denver. They should have a good defense. They've been terrible. The fact that their defense gave up 31 points to the Jets is just absurd. And they're By also itself. a team that gave, up, gave up 70. <laughs> okay? And I know you that that's the it. Dolphins. But, yeah, like, yeah. They, they, he doesn't have the defense to, to save him and keep games close. Uh, he doesn't but have even a the run close game games, they lost on. to the Raiders seventeen to sixteen in Week right. One. I mean, th- and that's, they're not winning any that's kind the of way. Problem is yeah. Russ would typically win those games. It's a hey, just give me the ball in the last possession, yeah. and I can make one drive happen. I can make some crazy stuff running around and, and you know just extending plays. Mm-hmm. He's not in that situation anymore, and he's not really able to extend plays the same way as, as he was before. And and you know. He just doesn't have the talent around him, and it looks like it's just, a, a, again, a complete lost season for Denver. Which is why I hope you can understand. I'm, I'm a reasonable person, okay? Sure. I just I call things the way that I see it, and I just it, I laughed out loud when they gave him the game ball, and yeah. this is exactly why. And then you go and you lose to the guy that you said had the worst coaching performance in the history of the Not NFL. Great. And now, listen to this. How about this? Things don't get better. I'm going to pile on the uh, Cowboys in the next segment. But yeah. right now, they go to Kansas City. Then they're at home against the Packers. Then they're at home against the Chiefs. Then they go to Buffalo. Yikes. So, Yikes. I mean, heads are going to roll, and yeah. I think we're both in agreement that it's not going to be Peyton. This is his first year. No, it's not going to be Sean Peyton. It's going to be blamed on on everyone else, and it'll just – I mean, they just shipped off Randy Gregory. I think a big part of that was because of the fact that they want to just – they're just, they're just lean going long term. Yeah, yeah they, they understand. They're that. basically punting the season. Right. And essentially. It's really crazy because when you look at their schedule so far, this was the easy part. I know. This has been the easier part. I you want to hear the team the teams that the Broncos have played so far? The Raiders, the Should've Commanders. Should have been a win. Sure, the Dolphins is a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough the one. Bears and the Jets. Yep. Four five four. Yeah, they of, should be four and one. Four of those teams are yeah the bottom feeders of the league. I don't care what the commander's record says. Totally I think that bearish game showed that the commanders really aren't anywhere near the middle of the league. They're definitely towards the bottom. The fact that the Broncos are one in four against that competition. And yeah, you mentioned the the schedule they have coming up is a joke. It's the chiefs. It's and then the Packers and then the chiefs again, and then the bills and then Vikings and and the Browns. Yeah. This was the easy part of their schedule, and it's just it's looking like another long, long year for the Broncos. Yeah, for sure. And I just I I mean, I don't know how much people went into this year having high hopes for the Broncos, but right. um, I, to me, it's playing out kind of exactly what I thought. And the real question for me is going to be: I mean, how old is Russell Wilson? We're not talking about like retirement now. I mean, he's going to find another home, right? I mean, not at the dollar. Fi- the thing will be like if he's willing to to take less money. He's thirty four now. 
34. I, I don't yeah. – Russell Wilson definitely seems like a, guy, a kind of guy who's way too prideful to ever admit that he's not a starter. Well, let's point. go to one of the few, I'm guessing, Denver Bronco fans in the Sacramento area. Brody is on line one. What's up, Brody? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And, Absolutely. yes, we are we are far and few between. <laughs> um, look, man, I, I I have been trying to rationalize in my own mind I've been doing mental gymnastics saying, you know, it, it. at least I'm not a Patriots fan right now. At least I'm not a Chicago Bears fan right now. At least I'm not a Panthers fan right now. And I take, I take all of that, and I just can't stomach and I can't rationalize it in any logical way because those teams have outlooks for next year. The Denver Broncos have put all of their eggs into the basket that is Sean Payton. There is absolutely no way, and I agree with you guys, that Russell Wilson will be a part of the Denver Broncos uh, going on next year. But Sean Payton's contract, this this has got to be DEFCON 5 for ownership, new ownership, I, I, I may add. And... It's got to be DEFCON 5 because of what, we've, what you guys have already highlighted from what Sean Payton said about Nathaniel Hackett. But even more importantly, I don't think a smart or comparable ownership or front office brings back a failed head coach in Vance Joseph and appoints him to be the defensive coordinator. And through five weeks of football, you have 181 points scored on you with arguably the best cornerback in the league. You've got a front you've got a front seven that was uh I think top top seven last year. And I mean the buck stops at Peyton Shore, but I mean you for Denver Bronco fans, I hope I really hope they they trade Cortland Sutton. I really hope they trade Jerry Judy because it's I mean from what from what you guys just listed, the, the next four games, I mean it's it's kaput. Like, it's, it's done. The Thank fact you. they gave Sean Payton that game ball, again, a great point you highlighted. So that's my consensus. I'm also a diehard Kings fan. So, hey, man, go Kings. There but you go. Like um, the bean, you know, Brody. Things will get better. Passion yeah. out of Brody. Yeah. Thank you for the phone call. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah. That was a great call. I mean, that that's a, he summed it up perfectly. And, yeah. yeah, for sure. If I'm a Broncos fan, I'm wanting them to trade anything and everything that they can get yeah. for the future because sure. this season is pretty much a wrap. Season's a wrap. And, to I think what, what Brody was trying to get at as well is just there's not really much outlook for the future as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, Javante Williams was a guy who they had a lot of eggs in that basket, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like his career is going to get off uh, to, to – or it's really struggled to get off to a good start and – uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, you might want to just sell the farm and, and try and recoup as many draft picks as possible. 181 well, points. Uh, that's crazy. Absolutely well, nuts. I don't think the future is over for the Dallas Cowboys, but I am going to put more salt in the wound after that blowout loss, what was supposed to be a huge matchup between the Niners and the Cowboys. Uh, the news gets worse for the Cowboys, so we'll talk about that. And also, man, the undefeated red and gold on their quest for six looking fantastic. You're listening to Zachariah, Chris Watkins, right here, Sacktown Sports, 1140.